They're like, what the hell happened? (laughs) Why do they look worse in the beginning? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. That's going to be our intro right there to the episode. Like, why do we look look worse worse in the the beginning? Hey guys, welcome back to the Dark Collective podcast with myself, Red, and the ever so beautiful Miss Jen. Hello everyone, we also have Miss Bethany on here. Bethany! Oh! <laughs> For those who don't know, she is our karate chopping cinnamon roll. And who we're we referred to last the week screen. as the, yeah, we're like, ah, the bunny from Pets, Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't know, Bethany is a pivotal, pivotal part to Sinners and Stardust. She does all the things yep. that we cannot do. Yep. All them spreadsheets. She taught me how to do spreadsheets. I'm getting better. She's doing getting so better. good. I'm so Thank proud. You. Thank you. Thank so you. Really try. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, all the spreadsheets, I, I, all the documents, all that is Bethany. All of our volunteers keeping me on Discord. track. Discord. Yeah. What the hell is a Discord? I still don't know. I'll get you guys there. I promise. Thank you. So, so I just, I mean, I have to know because Bethany, you like you, you saw the first episode, you saw the shenanigans that it, that it completely was. Uh, but I have to ask, like, why are you a part of Sinners and Stardust? Like what makes you feel so stoked to be here? Oh, goodness gracious. I mean, I've been best friends with Jen. I will be two years this year. And it's, it's honestly, it's just like whatever she wants to do. I support her a hundred percent. So it's just like, cool, we're doing this. We're doing this. Thing. Okay. I'll be right behind you. I don't know exactly what we're doing and how it's happening, but we're going to do it. And we're going to do it. Great. Cool. 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 That's we're what we're figure it out. Yeah. Like the Jason Momoa TikTok where he's like, I don't know, but I'm going to do everything in my power. <laughs> that one. I don't even know how it really goes, but that's Bethany. I'll message her and be like, Hey, you might not know how to do this, um, but how do you do X, Y, and Z? Or and she's like, "Hold, please." She comes back five minutes later, and she's like, "Here's a screen recording or a list of exactly how I did it, talking through." But I'm like, "How? No. How?" But it's it's the truth. Like I, you know, for you guys listening to episode two right now, like you understand that. It, we had covers for our teasers and I could not figure out Canva to save my life. Like Canva is my nightmare. I know CapCut. CapCut, I'm good. But Canva, that is a beast I will never understand. And I call Bethany after working on something for like at least an hour and a half. Like, Bethany, how do I make it to where it's like 3000 by 750 and not 3000 by 1650 Because it, it needs to be a banner on Apple Podcasts. I can't figure it out. Like, not even joking you. 15 minutes later, oh, I made all your banners. You're ready to go. I'm like, but how do I access it? <laughs> I don't think Please. you understand. No, I, was... I didn't know it swiped. <laughs> Who knew a freaking swiped in Canva? Swiped. There was more oh, than one page in Canva. So but like, I don't think you understand. We were, I was literally in my car driving to Orlando. I was like, babe, I need you to put your hotspot on. I grabbed my iPad and just like, just like, open this one open that one copy this over here and i was like i will get this done she is a literal human spreadsheet and i I swear to god we all have our strengths in this group 
And my strength is understanding how to edit and post. And I'm really good at video editing and I'm, I'm good at like coming up with content, being loud, filling the silence, weirdness, like great. Making a regular spreadsheet for my taxes, let alone an event like this. Absolutely not. I, I pay people to do this for me. Not doing it. Not touching it. And Jen just runs everything. Jen does everything that we do Literally not see. So much we don't see. And a lot we do see. I hate it. <laughs> so we just all got back from Boston. We talked about in episode one. By the time you guys hear it, we've already come back. And we literally just got back. And it was so cold. And See, Jen was, was like, this is nothing. So, so today, I literally went to do laundry. And I wore a t-shirt and, like, my sweatpants and my house shoes. Because I, I have, like, a little, I live in condos. And there's, like, a little building right next to my building for, like, the people that live here to do your, your laundry. Because we don't have them in our units. And I was like, this is so I might lay outside today. Like, you know, because sometimes when it starts getting, like, sunny a little bit. I'll get a blanket and a tank top and just, and just like lay out in the sun. And I was talking to the girls and I was like, no, it's, it was warm here today. And I looked at the temperature and it was 39 degrees. Absolutely not. When we were in Boston, it was like wet snow. And it was like like sleet the whole time. I wore like bodysuit. Uh, with tight jeans and a sweatshirt and thank You're god Bethany warmer. got an awesome jacket from freaking tiktok that i stole from her <laughs> uggs socks leg warmers and i still was like it's cold i was in like a skirt with cold. tights and a bodysuit to be fair though the so tights cold. i had them feel them they are the like they thick. so thick they're literally winter tights but i was still like this is wonderful i'm a little warm <laughs> everyone's like no it's freezing here. The only time I was cold was in between the buildings when we were walking. And it was like that wind. And I felt like I was um, from Frozen whenever they're like in the tundra, like doing the ice. Oh my God. And that there's a meme right now that's like crazy big on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Born of cold and winter, air and mountain rain combining. Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> I love how all of us know the TikToks, but none of us know how they actually None of us go. know the words. Like, we're the words. We're like, I know the vibe. <laughs> so bad. I love it. <sighs> so being in Boston uh, was awesome. We finally got to, you know, see our venue, uh, the Royale for the ball, close down so we could walk it, walk around it. And we posted a bunch of I had already Instagram. seen it. But yes. lucky, lucky woman already saw it. <laughs> Bethany and I were like a kid in a candy store. We were so stoked just because we got running to around. Them. Oh, we were running around like little children. Would, Jen's just, I would turn and there was like, they were right behind me and I would look and they're like up on the second floor recording. And I'm like, how did you get up there so fast? <laughs> like I just turned my eyes. Felt like I had we're like toddlers. Again. You can't keep us yeah. contained. We were gone. There was no like, <laughs> no, and I look reds on the stage and then joy's over on the other side, taking pictures. <laughs> it was fun though. I had a blast. It was amazing. And I think, you know, Bethany and I got really stoked on the mirrors. Once we learned we could put lights behind the mirrors and choose mm-hmm. the colors. Like we were like, Ooh, selfie <laughs> stations. Like, so many you get a selfie and you get a selfie uh we made jen come on stage though but to really see what it's like up on that stage because it is uh it's daunting 
it's daunting, but not that bad. But I cannot wait to see Jen on stage introducing herself in front of like eight to 900 people. It is going to be fantastic. That you're going to think I'm still at the ball when that happens. (laughs) Like back in the hotel sleeping. (laughs) She's already gone. She just dipped. (laughs) Bye, Jen. See you later. Uh, Bethany, what was your favorite part of the Royale? Oh, goodness. Um, I absolutely, I am such a sucker for like comfort. And so there's just so many couches and just places where I can just chill and just lounge. There are so many comfortable seats. I, that's my favorite part. I, I need to be able to be comfortable. I also need plenty of like leg room for the dance floor and things like that. But like, I need somewhere to sit because I cannot stand in heels for too long. So like, that's my favorite part. I agree. I agree a thousand percent. Well, you guys, you will hear so much more about Boston, so much more about our crazy adventures leading up to Sinners and Stardust. But today we are here for an amazing special guest. And that is why our cinnamon roll crime fighting bunny, uh, every other reference we have given her is here today. So Bethany, who's here? We have Opal Rain. (laughs) (laughs) So... I can't, I, I, we had to convince Bethany to be here for this interview. Like she she was trying to say, my Wi-Fi doesn't work. It did go out. It it went out. It totally went out. It's been storming here. First off. So we are so excited. Um, We are, we are recording this separately uh, from the actual interview. So you guys can get the full interview right after this. We are so excited to welcome Opal Rain to our event, Centers and Stardust, as well as to our podcast at our collective podcast. So tune in, guys, and uh, take a listen to Miss Opal Rain. All right, guys. So we are so excited to have our very first signing author from Centers and Stardust. Everyone, please welcome the ever so amazing Miss Opal Rain. Hello. We are so excited to not only have myself and Miss Jen, but we also have Miss Bethany here from the Dark Collective to interview one of our amazing authors. Um, so we're just going to kind of just jump right on in and we're going to, you know, take turns asking questions to the ever so luscious Opal Rain because I, I think luscious <laughs> fits. Um, <laughs> so Opal, who was the first author and or book that you fell in love with? Uh in terms of spicy content, uh, Cresley Cole's Immortals After Dark series is my introduction into spicy content, and I never looked back. <laughs> I read her Just first book, one. the first book in that yeah. series, and it was it was good. It was good. <laughs> my um, my favorite book, I think, is called Dark Abyss, and I just. It has a, a demon in it. He's got red skin. He's got like all these piercings and horns, and I'm just like. I should have known then that I liked the more monstery sort of men. <laughs> you said that, that was the day I picked up a pen and started writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like she tried to make him out to be grotesque and I was like, mm, sounds more delicious the more we go along. <laughs> You're like, what do you what do you mean? He has red skin and he's seven feet tall. Count me in. <laughs> right. I just heard piercings in red and I'm like, oh my God, is that my future husband? <laughs> yeah, he's got like piercings all over his face and all over his junk and it's just like, yeah, nice. Uh, you're like, yes. We're like slowly bringing red into like more monsters and paranormal because she's mainly our, she's our, because our, um, uh, Bethany loves like the, the spicy cinnamon roll books and red loves like 
the lighter, spicy fantasy books. So we're like, we're going to bring you over to the dark side. Come on. <laughs> we're getting there. I feel, I feel like Cresley Cole would be a really good introduction into that. Because, like, her spice is spicy, but it's not it's not intensely spicy. Um, yeah. Not not like as insane details as, like, what I and quite a few other authors have. <laughs> and so, like, but you get that fantasy sort of paranormal um vibe but it's also set in modern day so it's a lot easier to digest rather than it being like a, right. a whole bunch of like fantasy and lore explaining um for a whole different era in time instead it's like modern day and then there's all this lore I think that's the the reason why you know because I asked her I asked them when we started this whole thing I'm like give me an intro to dark romance you know because I'm coming off like I'm coming off Akatar from Blood and Ash like <laughs> I'm coming off major fantasy and Jen was just like Oh yeah, haunting Adeline. You'll be good. It's great. You'll love it. You know. <laughs> and I was just like, um... listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I so <laughs> all the dark collection knows about me. I love throwing people to the wolves, no matter You're if it's so my mean. dating life, if it's my reading taste. <laughs> I always say check check the triggers, like make sure to check them, all those things. But, but so when I was younger, my aunt Debbie. <laughs> Shout out Aunt Debbie, you're a menace. Um, so we went to a theme park and she was like, hey, we're going to go on a roller coaster. And I was probably like seven, eight. And she goes, we're going to ride the smallest ride here. And so, you know, then we'll build up throughout the day. And I was like, okay, yeah. So we get on. I bruised my mom because I was holding onto her arm so tight and screaming. Just, we get off of my Aunt Debbie was like, well, that's the biggest roller coaster here. So you can ride any other ones, no problem. And that's my outlook on life. <laughs> start big <laughs> and then everything else is probably okay <laughs> but yeah I, was... I I'm just so fantasy based and like when we were in Boston we did that TikTok trend where it was like choose your character and literally it's me holding Crescent City and fourth week <laughs> like fantasy <laughs> hey at the end of the day whatever gets you reading is good exactly. yeah exactly you're welcome and you like taunting Adeline <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I think that's why I think what Opal said would be good for me because what I loved about it was it's modern day. It's such mm -hmm. a great shift because like when you read these crazy world building books, like sometimes you just get like confused. <laughs> like you kind of need like a so palate cleanser in between. You're like, yeah. Yeah. all right, exactly. I, my, my brain hurts, but now we're good. I'm over here like give me all the world building. I needed a completely different world from where I'm at right now. Take me out of here. <laughs> Um, so what was the first story you ever wrote? Not even like published that you ever wrote. Does it have to be completed or not completed? No, no. Cool. So I, I have attempted to write a series twice now. I started trying to write it at 19 and then again at 23. And I just, I lack the discipline and the ability to focus and just sit at my computer. But it is a an immortal series, and it has been mulling around in my head for quite a while now. And I want to now introduce it again in a future in the future as um, immortal monsters. So, Ooh. that's I, I got about one one fifth of the way through it, and yeah, it's something I really want to come back to because I've always loved anything that has like. Uh, uh, characters that have different elements so like a, a water character and a fire character so oh, gotcha. i love that so much <laughs> but yeah, i can just see bethany then... smiling ear to ear that's all i see just like oh my god We're yes like... yes yes <laughs> well yeah like and like and like because i'm i write monsters uh, i want to make them very much like 
monster elements. So yeah. It's going to be fun. Not just where they're like shifters and people are like, it's monster romance. It's like actual <laughs> monsters. <laughs> I think I'll probably end up making them a form of shifter, but like that they Ooh. have a humanoid form that is still very monstery. But yeah, you know, some of them, they do need to be able to be touched like a fire elemental. Like you can't really have sex with fire <laughs> unless you literally want to disintegrate. <laughs> You're like, Ooh. <laughs> but I do I do have ideas about how to get around that um because I love getting around stuff but like it's something I really want to dive into and so yeah it's gonna be fun that'll be so amazing is it gonna be like super excited. spicy or just kind of like more focused on world building or do you know yet probably very similar in the terms of like the dust walker brides but like there'll be yeah. lore but there'll be um lots of spice all of my books have quite a lot of spice so like <laughs> I, that's why I get a bit worried about people who are like not used to the monster romance genre um, and then wanting to listen to the audiobook of Assault to Keep. I'm like, oh, you're you're in for it. Like, that is. That is... Are you sure? <laughs> it was so good, though. Make sure that there's like, no woof, anywhere. <laughs> woof, Wolfgang growls and he has a very growly voice and like he does do like the moans and like all that kind of stuff and like I have on my Patreon a a video of me reacting to a scene when I was listening to it as for the uh, proofread and I'm literally like squealing the entire time and it's very <laughs> funny but like I, I I wrote it and I could not even handle it and like he, he, he is aware that every time he does an audiobook for me he's going to get reactions of me just screaming. Oh, You're just like that is yeah! absolutely perfect. <laughs> I, I get read in the face. Jen. Yeah, the entire time. I had called Jen and I was just like, this is so good. This is absolutely perfect. This is exactly what I would have thought a Dustwalker would have sounded like. Like, this was, I was just like fangirling. I was just like, this is so good. This is so good. She's just like, I gotta get through it. Leave me alone. Right. But, Opal, I was wanting to know, because we were kind of talking about like things that you do, like mundane things. Um, so, if you are listening to an audiobook or just in general, when you're not writing, what are your like favorite things to do? I used to really enjoy gaming. Uh, that was a big one for a long time. Um, I just recently was playing Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> um, I've heard all about this and I want to play it I've so, heard so much. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And I got really upset when my partner decided to romance Astarion because then I couldn't romance Astarion. So I made my own <laughs> profile to romance Astarion. Like, and like, wow. I, I really want to romance Chris, uh, Christmas, which is a spider guy. And I'm just, oh man. Um, but yeah, uh, what else do I do? I don't do much these days. I like reading. Um, I really, really enjoy driving and I really enjoy cranking up music and going for a drive. Um, and I am trying to get into hiking to better my health and do a mundane task that's quite active that makes my mind wander so that I can think about my books. I I completely support that. Like it's it, I hate working out. I hate I hate caring about health, but as you get older you need to care. I um I used to work in physically laborious jobs. So I used to be like a forklift driver, a truck operator, a steel manufacturer, a crane operator. So I used to like do all that kind of stuff. And so I was I was lifting quite a lot and I was very strong and now I have become quite weak and uh, yeah so but I, I I recently when I when I switched over to being a full-time author I went from doing that to, to to doing this and so I'm at my computer 12 to 16 hours a day and I just I got fat and now like I was able to do like a 10k hike 
I went on a 7.4K hike. I got three Ks in, sat down, almost fainted and went, no, I'm going home. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> But, like, in my own defense, it was a 43, um, like, 43% incline, which if you think about it's like that. So it was quite, like, I was was dying. And it was for a whole K that it was like that. And so, like, I I did well getting, like, there. And then I just went, no. Like, the moment I went, I'm going to faint. And I had to lay down. I was on the track on the dirt. Literally, I just went, I'm a hazard. I need to go home. But I will, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot though. I, I like thinking I can do things and then like just going beyond what I think I'm capable of going, I can beat this if I just grit and bear it. It's a moderate track, not an easy track. And I haven't moved in like a year. And so yeah. it was a foolish decision. No, I fully understand that. I, the last time I talked to you, you were like, oh, I just got done writing 5,000 words, you know, not a big deal. And I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> but it's true. Like you write so much in such a short period of time, based on just the two times I've talked to you now. Um, so I do have a question. Um, so when did you decide that writing was your passion? Like how, how long have you been doing it? I've been trying to write on and off since I was 19. Like I said, I, I tried to write that book um, twice. Um, but I really sat down and started writing uh, when I was 26. Um, but I've always been, I've always really enjoyed reading. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know where I was in the world in the terms of my creative niche. Um, like I used to be a painter. Um, I used to sculpt. Um, I used to draw a lot of surrealism. Um, and that, that unfortunately had to stop once um, my tremors started. Um, so like I can't do that. Either. Like I can do it, but it's just like an insane amount of me trying to focus on me not shaking while I'm drawing. Um, uh, but like, yeah, I used to sing. I'm tone deaf though. Just don't tell young me same um same <laughs> i love to sing i just can't do it <laughs> cannot um i'm very i'm very eccentric and so like i wanted to to go into drama and um my mum tried to help me go into acting and so there were all these different things that i wanted to do and one of the reasons why i i was so hesitant about becoming an author is because i had a reading and writing disability as a kid and so when everyone was writing at a um, year two comprehension level i was um, reading at a a kindergarten um, kindergarten comprehension level but it was just through uh the grit and and repetition of reading that i managed to 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 get into to to really enjoying reading you know what i mean so being able to do it well um and then write it was has always been a bit of a battle and like i'm constantly learning um and my editor has just seen me go from my, my new editor because i have a new one um, that I, I started with Assault a Guide. Um, so just from her seeing how she edits and me absorbing that, I'm learning. So, but like it's, it's, yeah. Oh, my camera's gone fuzzy. What, is, is it hard going to a new editor? Like, or is that, is that hard? Um, it's, every author has a different journey when it comes to getting um, editors. I've gone through five oh wow five um and it's just because like when you're when you're a small author and you don't have an expendable income and it's very finite um you you try and 
find editors in your budget and they aren't always amazing but you don't know that especially for me like I said I had a reading and writing disability as a kid and that still that still exists in me um I would read over what they've edited and go on that's right you know what I mean because like that's that's my comprehension of it um and so I would try and get new editors to try and because like I would my first series uh the Adeus Chronicles I ended up unpublishing due to editorial issues even though I had two editors go over that series um and I just I read it and I was like that's right you know what I mean and then people be like it's wrong and I'm just like ah okay (laughs) no what do you mean (laughs) and so same thing once I started going into other series I found two other editors um one of them ended up having to step back because her life got busy and the other one um just was not what I wanted at that time and then I ended up going with an Aussie or uh, Aussie editor which is what I wanted someone who I wouldn't have to go, no, that's how you spell that in Australia, like Australian English. Um, yeah. And that's why I ended up switching and just uh, Messengers, um, which is my editor, uh, Messenger Memos has just been wonderful to work with. And because she is, lives in Australia, it's a much easier bond to have because, yeah, I'm not correcting, you know, Australian yeah. spellings. So mm-hmm. that's that's why one of the reasons why I jumped over. So, yeah. Did you find her through like social media or through somewhere um, I, I actually found her through a um a friend but this friend also helps run a rather large book uh book uh group from facebook and she was like i have someone who is a fan of yours <laughs> love to meet you i found out she was an editor i looked we did some samples and i just went yeah okay you're hired so you're like perfect yeah it's it's a lot about getting recommendations um and it's about like or yeah, which is really hard when you're a new author because yeah. you don't have a lot of those contacts. Um, and so I do try to share, but unfortunately, like trying to to my 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 knowledge of editors is actually really small. I know two editors, and I'm using one of them. You know, <laughs> you're the like two I, love I would hands, trust. I don't know. Yeah, you know, like I, there are two editors that I trust, and I'm using one of them. So yeah, that's that's it. So like when people go, who do you use? I'm like, oh, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my person and yeah and they're they're very busy because like they're known so it makes that harder <laughs> yeah it's harder to get in with those people yeah like dang it no <laughs> right so for the dusk walkers um how many books are you planning because there's five out right now right yeah and then the six is coming out in a couple weeks Yes, Assault of Steel is coming out in, yeah, just a couple of weeks, less than three yeah. weeks. There will be eight books for the Dustwalkers themselves, but there will be a prequel featuring um, Wilder and the Witch Owl, which will likely be a duet because it scans <laughs> hundreds of years before the Dustwalker Bride starts and actually finishes afterwards. But I do suggest anyone who reads the eighth book in the series um, – reads the little tidbit at the end because I will be um, detailing a potential surprise for the future. Ooh. Quite a few years in the future. Bethany, don't pass out. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying so hard right now. I'm taking breaths. I'm like, I'm sitting here, my hands are clasped and I'm just doing this to like focus on my Bethany's like, happy dance, finger guns. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I So I know, because like on, I know on Amazon it says like, five out of six so I was like I know sometimes that could be like the final amount but maybe there's gonna be more (laughs) 
So Amazon's not really good to look at in the terms of like how many books is going to be in a series because it's just what the author has uploaded as their series oh, amount. But like gotcha. I don't have, I don't have all the covers and I don't have all the series names set up on my Amazon because I don't yeah. want people to go look at that. I release yeah. it at the end of every book. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I never knew that. I was like, yeah. this is. <laughs> it says how many's in the series. <laughs> well, some authors oh, don't know, know like. Though. Yeah, some some authors don't know. Like there are books that are they don't realize they think it's going to be eleven books. It ends up being like twenty, you know. So yeah, I can't even imagine writing twenty books in a series like that's Like I've, I've definitely read series like that, but <laughs> I was I can't imagine keeping everything straight. Like I forget everything if I don't. I mean, I guess you have it written down. I was like, if I don't write it down, I forget. None oh, of it's written God. down for me. <laughs> No. None do you plot it. anything None. or do you just jump in? I'm I'm a planzer, so like I have head plots, so I have but I've okay. never written it down. I don't write it down. Um but yeah, I'm a planzer, mainly leaning towards panzer, so I just write on a whim as it comes. Gotcha. But do you have any books that you're working on outside of the Dustwalker realm? Or because I know you mentioned like the prequel, so it's still in that realm. Um um, I do have more Witchbound books that I want to release, um, but I am just focusing on the Dustwalker Brides at the moment. I okay. I am trying to to finish the series, and I plan to wrap it up by the beginning of 2025. Um, I release every four months um, for that series, and I'm trying to get it done so that everyone can have some closure because it is my big series and everyone's really excited for it. Um, but my partner and I are trying to start our first, our family. Um, and it has been a very long process. And yeah. I, I, if I don't want to get baby brain or get to that point where like I have to stop writing and then everyone's waiting a year for a book because I'm just not able to, to be, to separate myself as a first time mother to being an author. So I just want to get the series done so that I can give everyone the closure that they deserve. Yeah. And then just, you can focus on your family. Well, congratulations. Our fans are going to go ape when they hear that. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> well, like, we've been trying now for quite a Yeah, we've been trying now for quite a while. Um, uh, I think almost two years. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, congratulations. That's. I, I have decided, I have made an executive decision that I will be pregnant once. So if I have twins, fantastic. If I have a single child, fantastic. But only once. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Everyone would always be like, Jen, are you going to have more kids? And I was always like, I was never really a kid person growing up. Like, I was just like, mm. like, I, your baby's cute, but I'm good. And then I got oopsie whoopsie with Riley and love her so much. But they're like, are you having more? And I'm like, no. And now, again, she's going to be 14 at the end of March. I'm like, what do I do? Start over? No. Do not want the one and done for me. I'm good. <laughs> I think if, if Opal gets pregnant, she would be the one person that has, like, seven babies at once, just as the world is <laughs> like, I write monsters, so I'm going to give you seven babies at once. <laughs> oh, God, no, please. <laughs> but I will find you if that happens. <laughs> you smoke it into existence, right? I just put it out there in the world. I'm manifesting. Please don't. Please don't. Oh, you put no. it out no. I take it back. X. Exit out. I, be- I better leave the the podcast before it becomes a reality. No, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like I damn go. you, red. <laughs> before the vibes touch. No, I but I'm I am a I'm a very big kid, and I know that I'm gonna have oodles of energy for my kid or kids or whatever it ends up being. 
Um, and so like, it's going to be so much fun because now I, I will have someone I can torture by going, we are going to an amusement park today. Come on. Yeah. Because we got no one else to go with. So it's so much fun. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, okay. So obviously talking monsters and stuff like that, but we all know you write about monsters. We, I mean, that's why we love you. It's, it's your thing, but what is your favorite genre to read? Like when you're reading and it's not your own and writing 5,000 words a day, what is your favorite genre? Well, I, I would have to say it's the alien or monster romance. Um, and mainly alien because they end up being monstery anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, but I really enjoy the sci-fi aspect of it and just the different way things can go. Cause like, I feel like with monster romance, unless people introduce like heavy amounts of magic, there's a lot of restrictions. Whereas with sci-fi, it's, they just, a magic button and something. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you can do anything, you know, you know, instead of it being a shrinking ray, it's an enlarging ray. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? He like pointed at his groin. She's like, Pow! yeah, yeah. You know, so like it, it is, it, it, it can be anything. And that's what I really like about sci-fi. And yeah, and there doesn't have to be an explanation as to how they came to being. It's an alien. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's an alien. That's all you need to know. No yeah. one knows where they come from. Anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. That's yeah, I've read multiple sci-fis in my time. Um, I think I started out reading fantasy. That was kind of like my go-to. Um, the Sword of Truth series was my one book that made me fall in love with reading back in... I was in eighth grade, which I definitely should not have been reading that book in eighth grade. But my mom was always a huge reader and my brother, so... We would be, we would have our own bookmarks, and the second you finished reading it, you would put it down, and one of us was running to grab it, and then we would open up from our bookmark, and that was like how I got into reading. But I, oh, I love the sci-fi books as well. So cute. But I know. <laughs> so we have mentioned, like, you live in Australia. We're all in, you know, the U.S. What all book conventions or author signings are you going to for 2024? So I am going to an Australian book signing in uh, Queensland, in the Gold Coast, um, because it is in the same city as me. It's the only oh reason God. why I'm doing an Australian signing this year. Um, and that is on the 23rd of this month. Um, I am going to Sinners and Stardust in August. And then in September, I'm going to uh, Rare Edinburgh. So. Okay. I've heard so many things about Rare. I'm like I'm like, let me in with my little shop. <laughs> I um I went to Rare Melbourne last year and I really enjoyed it. It was my very first convention and I just really enjoyed how everything was done, which is why I'm going again. So Yeah. What were your favorite things about the convention? I really liked how accessible it was for everyone. Um and Look, it's that day is still a bit of a blur. Well, two days, but it was still a bit of a blur for me <laughs> because, like, it was my first signing, okay? And, like, I a soul to keep it only came, uh, only come out, I think, about nine, ten months before it. So, like, I was not expecting, like, a line or anything. And then I get to my table and they put bollards up to say that I'm going to have a line. I've gone, nah, that's, I'm not going to need it. I needed it. I needed it. And, like, I was very scared. And, like, everyone was like, oh, my God, I'm so frightened of you. And I'm like, oh my god I'm dying in the side help <laughs> <laughs> loved it though absolutely adored everyone but it's just like it was very confronting for me just that was my very yeah. first signing and then just to have a line and all that kind it's of like stuff. the thing where you like, go excuse me for a second and you like walk out of the room and you're like 
<laughs> and you're like, come Pretty back much. in. Everyone heard it, but you're like, <laughs> no, we definitely are still <clears throat> like with our table layouts, like figuring out where to put our biggest authors, because like, we know that there's going to be massive lines, you included. And it's just like, cool, 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 cool. This is gonna be so much fun. We're really excited about this. Like, please don't freak out. Yeah. We're figuring out our ticketing system and like all that fun stuff. But yeah, we're, we're very excited to have you and we're so honored to have you. Whenever you signed up, we were all like, oh my God. I lost it. For a good two minutes. I was just sitting on my phone, just like, I just, I threw my phone. I was like, there's no way I read what I just read. There's I like no answer Bethany's call and it's just her screaming for like two minutes. <laughs> no words. No. <laughs> just like the pterodactyl scream. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, this will be my first US signing. So it'll be fun. I think Very that is so, I, I told you that when I interviewed last time, like I cannot thank you enough on behalf of everyone. And now everyone's here uh, just because that is such a big deal. And we're, we're, you're leaving your little place coming to our place. Like we're just so excited. Place. We're so humbled and honored. <laughs> Have you ever been to the U S before? I've never or... left Australia. So, so I will be, I will be though next month. Um, I'm going on my very first um, proper holiday, like vacation. And my partner and I were going to Japan. Um, and so, yeah, always That's awesome. we're going on a three week tour. Uh, so we're going all around it. Um, and so like, mm-hmm. that'll be my first foot into doing something international. And then it'll be the States and then the UK. I plan to go. To Did you go through like everything. a travel company or are you just kind of planning it all out yourself? So I'm actually going, we're going with another couple. Um, I'm going with uh, Kaya Carrington-Russell, who is another author, um, and uh, her partner. And I'm a wing it type person. She is an itinerary type person. So I just went, (laughs) take it. I can't do it. I just, she asked me the other day, she goes, have you done travel insurance yet? And I went, that's a thing I need. And she went, yeah. And I went, I had no idea. Like, I just, I'm horrible. I would have walked into like a, a, a flight center and just being like, hey, can you help me book this? And then being like, what do you want to do with me? Going, oh. <laughs> You're like, Japan? Maybe? <laughs> yeah. Just, I, I, I told you. Basically, <laughs> basically, I said, I want to go everywhere. And she's putting me almost everywhere. And I'm happy with that. Oh, I love that. That's so, perfect. There yeah. always has to be like one of each. Yeah, or like the yeah. perfect trap, the person who's just great with going everywhere and the one who's just like stressing about going everywhere. <laughs> and then that worked out perfectly. Yeah. Um, I, I have been dying to ask though, um, and this is again, it's unrelated, but I was wondering who your favorite dust walker is and why. I know it's a hard one. I just, I just, I have to do. You can give like a couple, you can do like a tier if you need to, but. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so. The dusk walkers are all so different. And that's that's why I find it really, really hard to pick. Like, I love sad boys. Like, I don't know if other people hate it when the main male character cries, but I'm just like, yeah, let I out it, let it, it out. I love it so much. I'm like, emotion. It's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's just something special about seeing a man cry. You're just like, mm, he's so in touch with these emotions. Right. And like, <laughs> You know, and so like each of the dust walkers has that. And so Orpheus being my sad boy and my dumb sad boy, I just, I love him to bits. But then there's Nameless, there's Nameless, who is just a precious little bean 
And then there's Faunus, who is very sassy and very playful. <laughs> He's my seductive boy. Um, and, like, I love him for that reason. Uh, then you got Merrick. And I love a grumpy pants. Like, just the sass in that book. He's so grumpy. He's so cynical, too, which just makes him even funnier. Then you got Ingram. Gosh, Ingram. You <laughs> sweet man. There is not a thought behind those eyes. <laughs> And then you've got Assault to Steel and like you'll see when he comes out just what makes him really sweet and cute. But then I've started writing the next book and ooh, I think I think I may end up having a favorite. Oh. So <laughs> I think it's funny that like eight out of ten of that you just mentioned, I can't even count because I was laughing so hard is like my husband. <laughs> He's like, there's not a thought behind his eyes. <laughs> There's not I a also thought. love that they're all like huge and you're like, he's such a cute little bean. Like, <laughs> they're like seven, eight feet tall. Like. <laughs> no, they're just a real baby. Yeah. It's like when like we all see like the huge dogs and we're like, no, 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 we don't puppy. People are like, that is a grown dog. Like you're like, no, no, yeah. no. Uh, every every dog is puppy. Yeah, every, every dog dog's is puppy. puppy. <laughs> I don't care how big or small, it's puppy. Yeah, like a, a rabid pit bull. I'm just like, oh, you're just letting your feelings yeah. out. <laughs> I love them so much. The bigger yeah. the puppy, the better. Right. So yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't pick. It's just they're all. I love them all for different reasons. So I like that though because you know they're your babies that you've created that people fall like fall in love with. Now I. <laughs> But I have to ask, now obviously I don't see this being you in any of these, but like do you write yourself into any of your characters? I do. Um, yeah. Almost all of like, yeah, all of them. Um, the boys have a lot of like, the side of me I think is more internal. Um, so like all the, the emotions that I find I struggle to deal with, they also struggle to deal with. But then each of the female characters has essences of who I am. Um, and so, yeah, like uh Rhea for me like she's not afraid of things but she is afraid of things and she doesn't know how to combat her fear and then you've got Delora who that book is very much a uh, a reflection of how I dealt with my depression in BPD and so like watching writing her story was very much how I went through my own mental health battle and how toxic I was and then how I ended up I grew and found a way to love myself while someone was so supportive to me who allowed me to have a place to be nurtured to grow and be um, happier and that's that story for Delora um, and so like I wrote a lot of that my 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 journey with her but then like Mayumi I'm I'm cold and calculated and like I said I don't have fears but like I do have fears but like I don't have fears and so like that makes you very um feel very desensitized and abrupt and abrasive and so like I'm I'm very much Mayumi in that way but then like you've got a raven and I can be quite a happy sunshine and I can be very witty when it comes to my humor but then I can also be quite intelligent like her as well and then Emery is a really good representation of just like 
it's okay to freak out while you're doing the right thing. Like it's okay to be screaming internally going, I'm going to die. But then like still going off and doing all the battles that you need to do. That's, that I so mean, perfect. that's, it's so impressive to see authors write themselves into different characters and also to just hear the characters in their point of view, because obviously as readers, we're just like, Oh my God, this is exactly what's happening in my mind. But they're like, you know what? Good for you. That's not what I was thinking, but good for you. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so back to conventions who so you're going to a couple this year um what authors that you're going to be meeting or that you've already met would you probably like geek out over the most like oh my god um i'm very excited to meet regina abel uh we've been friends for a little while now and i really want to meet her i actually plan to stop off in the states and fingers crossed um stop in some and see some other authors that i just i would really love to meet um unfortunately like because uh sinners and stardust is more towards um dark romance not I, there are quite a few authors from there that i want to meet but the authors that like are in my own genre that i want to meet aren't going so regina abel is one of the few that are uh sam hutton i'm really excited to meet um uh c rochelle i'm really excited to meet as well so there's quite a few number of authors but yeah, it's just my in the terms of who i've read and want to meet yeah is quite low because i don't i yeah. i get a finite <laughs> amount of time to read and so like i haven't been able to read the backlist of who's going i know their names and i know their books and i know like that they are well um like very well uh taken by other readers but um it's just i i don't have the time to read and i haven't been able to so but like I have there's quite a few people I'm excited to meet. There's quite a few vendors at Sinners and Stardust I'm excited to meet. Um, specifically someone uh Fallen Sky who does uh, a lot of the Dust Walk art. Yeah. When you were talking about like cute like little bean, all I could picture was the little sticker um that Fallen Sky sent me. Um, because I signed up for like the Christmas postcard uh that they were doing and it it's just so cute because Orpheus is just this little like little this little cute little dust blocker sticker i couldn't find it i was looking for it but it, it's just the cutest and i am i'm over the moon i cannot wait yeah the plush walker yes yes plush, plush walker. walker that's what it was called <laughs> yeah. that one's so, so cute. cute i love that little sticker um how long are you going to be in the states for um, I'll probably be in the States for around two-ish weeks, if not a slightly okay. bit more. Um, I'll probably drop off in Boston around two days before the event, try and climatize to the, the jet lag and everything. Yeah. I actually don't think I'm going to have that much of an issue considering it's 4 a.m. in the morning currently and I'm very awake. <laughs> so, what? Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, it's 4 in the morning. So, like, I'm, Ameri when, I'm, when America wakes up, I'm awake generally. Um, I, my sleep schedule is all over the place. I don't get up in the morning. I get up generally in the afternoons. Um, I'm just a night owl. And so like, it really works in the terms of going to America. So that is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Cause it's, it's nine fifth. Well, it's not at 10 AM where I live and it's 1 PM where they live. So we're just literally time traveling right now. It's totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> That's pretty cool though. Um, what? What inspired you to write monster romance and like paranormal? Like, so I've always been into fantasy sort of stuff. Um, that's always where been where my interests lie. In any kind of media I consume, it's fantasy based. So movies, TVs, games, anything like that, it's fantasy, paranormal. Um, I was already writing paranormal, um, but I always kind of liked the monster aspects, like 
like I said earlier, I, um, I unpublished a series called the Adeus Chronicles and each of them was meant to be shifters, but you actually do it with the shifter in their monster form. Um, you know, so instead of it being like a dragon shifter and it's only ever doing anything with the, dra uh, the dragon in his human form, that ends up being a scene with dragon stuff. And then with the second book, it was a hellhound um, a werewolf type thing, lichen. And then the second one, he was uh, the third one, he was a demon. Um, and so like, I was really exploring that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, I just, I then started the, the Witchbound series and same sort of thing. So and then with the Dustwalkers, though, my journey into actually writing that particular monster is born by a whole bunch of different things. And I'll explain them because people do like to do often ask me what inspired me to write the series. And it was a mixture of I really enjoyed uh, the anime, The Ancient Magus's Bride. I fell in love with the anime and I was drawn to it because I've always been into skull-headed animal, uh, like skull-headed monsters and uh, skeletons in general and just dead things. Um, it's the goth in me, can't help it. <laughs> but um, I also really liked the anime Demon Slayer and I really liked the sort of like creepy aspect of the demons. Um, and then I really like cottagecore, spooky sort of stuff and that sort of insatiable sort of hunger, which can become insatiable hungers of many types. But then, and this is the tipping point, because like none of that was enough for me to go, I'm going to I'm gonna write a, a book about it. It was, I, I have intense arachnophobia, arachnophobia, like intense. Like I see a spider in my general vicinity and I will tear my skin off. Like just look. I burn the house I just down. Love you know what I mean? Live in Australia. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I'm like camel spiders, those giant things. Like yeah. Oh. So even like little bitty spiders, like all spiders. Yeah, don't touch me. <laughs> I think they're away. cute. I think they're cute though. Like I, I actually love watching like the little um jumping spider videos. Jumping I think yes. they're so cute. Yes. And they have little doing. they have little furry paws. Like they're so yeah. cute to look at. Don't touch me. <laughs> I'm going to dress up as a spider for the ball and just go like, chase them all around. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But, but and the reason why I bring this up is Tiffany Roberts wrote a spider alien monster series. Yeah. And mm, I loved it. Like I got over the whole spider aspect. I was so into it. And I just went, <laughs> like, if they I can make me. spiders now. <laughs> yeah. Like if they could make me fall in love with a spider alien, I can make people fall in love with a skull headed monster. That was it. Oh. I just went, I can do this. That's amazing. That's so oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. Okay, I and like a, a big, yeah. And like a, the big like, thing is, is that like I, I also went around and asked all of these Facebook groups, "Hey, can someone give me a recommendation?" And I couldn't get a single one. The monster had not been written in book law yet in the style that I wanted. There was, I think, an erotica, but it touches on um, the W word, and I don't, I refuse to read anything that has that kind of cultural appropriation, and so. Yeah, so like for me, I was like, okay, well, there's no one who's written it that isn't that, and so I was like, I'm gonna write it. So yeah, it's like I was like, it's fine. Out. I'll just write it. Like you know what? <laughs> Whatever. I'll just the do it. Best-selling series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what's something that you wish that you would have known, like when you started your journey, like before you wrote your first story, which was our first question? Wh what do you wish you could have told yourself differently? It's okay to write what you want. Just write it. It doesn't matter how weird it is. Just write it. Someone will enjoy it. 
Um, and yeah, that's that's for me a big one. Is like I was so hesitant about writing certain things because I didn't think people would want to read it. You will have readers. Um, you know, I very much could have fallen into being a dark romance writer. Um, I am very good at writing vivid, gory details, um, and I'm not afraid to delve into th things. So I think I would have made a pretty decent dark romance writer, but I just decided to go hmm, fluffy monsters. Let's do that instead. Yeah, like, let's um, do a monster. Yeah with like horror aspects. So like a lot of people like to, to book my books in the dark romance category and they're not actually dark romance because the 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 romance between the characters isn't dark. Um, but there are dark, dark aspects around it, which I, for me, that's the difference between dark romance and dark themes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I, I very much fall into dark themes, but like I very much could have fallen into dark romance. <laughs> well, because sometimes you just want your characters to be like that cinnamon roll type but where people yeah. are like, am I into this? Is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's generally what I like to, to, to write. I know that the Witch Slayer has quite a heavy trigger in it, um, but the trigger makes sense. And it's one of my favorite scenes that I have written just because of the betrayal in it. Um, but then you find out that the betrayal is not actually a betrayal. It's very, yeah. And then, yeah, the, the dragon fucking scene. That's me. It's just... <laughs> If that isn't a perfect way to end the interview, just dragon fucking. <laughs> perfect. <Yeah>. Perfect. <laughs> uh, well, at least for me, and I know Jenna Bethany wants to say something too. Thank you so much for doing this again. Like, I am so thrilled to meet you. And like, I love that our interview was almost an hour long because it's just fun to talk to you. Like, and you're <laughs> such a great interviewee. So for me, at least, like, thank you so much again for doing this. No, you're welcome. I, I, I've enjoyed my time and I'm very excited for, for this year. So you got to see everyone. And... I can't wait. Yeah. Is there I'm anything like... that you wanted <laughs> to say to any of the listeners, of our four listeners that we <laughs> Don't be frightened. The authors yeah. are more afraid of you than you are of them. <laughs> no, that's what they've yeah, been trying to teach weird. me as well. Is it's like, go up and talk to them. I'm like, I can't. I'm so scared. <laughs> No, no, so the, 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 the author is more afraid of you than you are of it. Like, you, I, I get that it's like, oh, I'm going to go up to this author and say hello, but instead we're getting, like, a bunch of people and we're just like, oh, God, I am an introvert <laughs> in an extroverted environment. Like, help me now. Well, I'm I'm an ambivert, so I'm, I'm lucky in that sense. But, like, you do get to a point where you're, like, social battery low, please recharge. Yeah. We're like, where's Opal? You're underneath the table. Like... <laughs> honestly you'll likely like if i need a moment to myself it'll like it'd be likely that you'll see me in like some corner sh shoving like a she'll be in, in the mouth. quiet like, just room just hiding yeah yeah just give me a moment let me let me digest i hey, we're sure we're some gonna water. have a quiet room so <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be upstairs so anyone that needs to can just pop upstairs to just decompress and just <sighs> all right let's go back out <laughs> recharge <laughs> yeah Oh, that's yeah, like Red said, yeah. thank you so much for being on. It was absolutely wonderful to talk to you and to get to know a little bit more about you. Thank you for being so open and honest about your journey and your characters and all the fun things you have in store because I'm very excited. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. 
All right, guys. So Miss Opal Rain is going to head out, but we just wanted to say thank you again so much and make sure to tune in to the Dark Collective podcast. We are on all platforms and episodes are every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific and somewhere in time travel land in Australia. With the- <laughs>